This podcast is meant for mature audiences only and contains strong sexual language. I feel like it's a live show because we got all this equipment in here. I know. This is nice. This is the first time we're recording a show with our new setup. Yeah. So we got our mics like on stands and shit. Like Um, arms. Yeah. Like arms, pop filters and shit. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, Belle, I got to say, I miss miss doing this with you. Um, I miss doing this with you too. Yeah. I know, solo. We have because this is also the first episode in a while um, where it's just the two of us. Just the two of us. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's that's really interesting. I don't know if people actually missed us. I mean, we had some really interesting guests, and we do appreciate them being on the show. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like given that people just haven't been having many experiences, us included, um, we were just trying to, you know kind of see what the landscape looked like for everyone else and bring something different to you guys on the show. Um, But, you know, there's certain things that popped off. um, Well, not popped off in terms of the lifestyle, but just shit that's just happened. Yeah, nothing has popped off. Yeah. (laughs) We have not played with another couple or gone to a lifestyle event. No. God, has it just been this year? Yeah. Well, I mean, earlier in the year we had, we went to a few events but you know by march everything was shut down yeah damn we are in july this has been a hell of a fucking year it has indeed all right well today uh we decided to have uh we decided to do this episode solo because there's a lot that that's been going on a lot of people have just been talking about non-monogamy given the will and jada thing yeah. um and i think it it just exposed these interesting reasons why people are against non-monogamy that that we just didn't think were good like not that you know people no you know if non-monogamy or ethical non-monogamy is not your thing that's fine but when you ask yourself what is it that bothers you about it there's certain answers that we hear that are like you know you don't have to be in in a non-monogamous relationship, but the fact that that's your reason is actually a problem for your relationship, whether or not you're in, you're practicing ethical Mm non-monogamy. So I think we had a couple of pillow talks lately that were on this very topic, but um, I had listened to some other podcasts that are vanilla podcasts, I'll call, and there were just a lot of stuff that was shared, and I, you know, I just felt it was necessary to talk about it because I we endorse ethical non-monogamy, but there are just these nuances around you know psychology, the way we see our relationships, the way we see our marriages, the way we see ourselves. Um, I think that just got really exposed um, while people were thinking about this Will and Jada thing. Does yeah. that does that sum it up right? Yeah, I think so. I just had a. I'm sorry, I'm messing up the whole episode because I had an idea for a new segment as you were talking about that. Oh, what was your new segment idea? Facebook fuck shit. You do you have a Facebook fuck shit moment to share? 
Yeah, well, I think the post um, um, that I posted in the band would qualify about the shortage of men. Is that why open relationships are so popular? Okay, yeah. So I like this segment. Let's just fucking do it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, So go ahead and explain. So I wouldn't say like I'm not a. I'm not I'm not a troll. I'm not a troll. Like I don't be just like trolling people. I'm more of a lurker. So like in the boredom of COVID-19, I have joined all these like vanilla women's Facebook groups. If y'all are in these groups, please don't try to find me or figure out who is me. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> or who I am. Um, but I've joined these like different like, you know, these are black women groups. So they're like wife groups, mm-hmm. you know, just crafty girl groups, those kinds of different things. Are these like bougie groups? Is that is that what this there, is? There's a range. It definitely okay. range. There's definitely some ratchet hood chicks in there. Mm-hmm. Because everybody has access to Facebook. But then you got, you know, the bougie women who think they're better than. And and usually it's the bougie women who be on the fuck shit. Uh, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, the moral police. Right. And so sometimes I'll see these posts and I'll be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, And so as you were talking, I'll be like, ah. Oh. Because a lot of the inspiration for what we've talked about or talking about is coming from Facebook. So um, and from these Facebook groups. And so I thought, oh, Facebook fuck shit. We should talk about some of these things that I see because I see them. and I'm like, oh, I want to talk about them with somebody. And I talk about them with you. But maybe we should share these with the world because I'm sure some of the ladies that. Uh, listen to the show see these things are in some of these groups and see some of these things as well or have had these conversations with other mm-hmm. uh, groups of girlfriends or whatnot but the guys may not be aware of what the women talk about when they're left all alone no y'all women are crazy i've, I've heard some of the conversations <laughs> y'all be talking about i mean just listening to some of the like like podcasts that feature women Um, y'all are dirtier than we are. Shit. There's, there are things I've heard women say on podcasts about like the shit that they're curious about. That's really scary. Like there are, there was one, um, segment I saw that went viral. Some woman was on a show and she was talking about, um, how much she is obsessed with being shitted on. Like actually like human feces. Like she is interested in it being on her chest like there's a thing that's like she's a toilet right there's something there's there's a a word for it yeah it's not that (laughs) (laughs) you got a toilet fetish no (laughs) they would probably find offense to that like no motherfucker it's not about the water or the toilet bowl it's about the shit it's the shit (laughs) get it right um yeah. So, but what was uh what was the post that you were okay. referring to? So the post, which you already know is going to be on some fuck shit when it starts with a scripture. Um, <laughs> so the post says, "In I quote, in that day, so few men will be left that seven women will fight for each man, saying, let us all marry you. We will provide our own food and clothing. Only let us take your name so we won't be mocked as old maids. Isaiah 4.1. Who decided to be in an open marriage due to overwhelming competition? Praise Jesus. (laughs) Or for any other reason. Uh And so I'm like, so now I have questions. The one, are you like using the scripture to support open marriage or that there is a coming of a shortage of men or something? Um, I don't know. And then why, why is your first thought 
that the motivation for our open marriage would be the shortage of men. Right. Now, to be fair, I do believe women outnumber men uh, mm-hmm. around the world and yeah, more so um, in other places like China, uh, Asian countries. Um, there tend to be more men, more men um, than women. But it was just like like that. That's that's the reason it couldn't be that just mm-hmm. like there's a different way to engage in, you know, marriage. It, it was just interesting to me. Um, I was yeah. like, why is that? <laughs> You know, why is that the cat? Why or why do you assume that that would be a catalyst? Because of all the people that, you know, at least in the lifestyle, I have never heard the response. Yeah, it was just or even the poly people we've met. It's not like, yeah, it just wasn't enough guys or women in my area. So, yeah, I just figured we never out we'd that. share. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what? No, no, it is that what she was talking about had nothing to do with pleasure. No. Um, <laughs> But there was some validity to what she was talking about because um, the truth of the matter is that, you know, well, I would say like good men who are like just good partners yeah. financially, psychologically and all that. Um, I've been hearing that, especially among black men. Let me just talk to, about my people. Um, I think that there is some truth to that. Like there is like this, enda- this endangered species of good black men mm-hmm. um because of a number of like socioeconomic and historical issues or whatever um but women are looking for the same guy okay. and there's not a lot of them mm-hmm. guys don't have that problem like <laughs> at all like it's not like oh there aren't enough women with fat asses and big titties and you know <laughs> um <laughs> uh you know I'm, I'm being silly there but but there is some truth yeah, to that, is there not? The, I mean, black women are one of the the what are rising chronically most, single. No, okay, I was like most highly educated group. That is true. All, also, and, and the starting, fast, yeah, the fastest growing, yeah, uh, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. group of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So you got these well educated, financially stable, ambitious go getter women, and no niggas. See, Belle, now I told you about this. <laughs> I told you about this. Those words that you use to describe women are not the things oh, guys are goodness. looking for in a female partner. We're just not. Like, I'm looking for an ambitious, like, business, entrepreneurial, strong woman. Like, guys aren't looking for that. Like, guys are like, I want a woman who will support me. I want a woman who I can come home to, who will make me feel good. I want a woman who will make me feel appreciated. I don't need her to be a CEO. Mm-hmm. All right? So you have a lot of these black women. They have all of those qualities, but that's not really what men as a group tend to look for. So, um, but I'm not saying that women don't have those other supportive and, you know, right. you know, those, those qualities, but it's just that, yeah, you have a lot of women who are beautiful, who are successful, um, but you have men who are not quite attracted to the same things that they have pride about Mm. which is a which is an unfortunate place to be in um Mm. because for men it's like the exact opposite um but i'm proud of my nurturing abilities i'm very happy that you're proud and i'm very happy that you have those abilities (laughs) because like when i think of the when i wake up in the morning and i remind myself who i'm married to 
those are the qualities I think about the fact that we, the fact that, you know, we're supportive of one another, Mm -hmm. we can have fun together. Um, and, um, and we compliment each other. There are just things that I can't do that you can do. And that's it. Um, you know, you're very educated and that's Mm -hmm. nice. <laughs> but I only needed you to have like a college degree. Like <laughs> that's all I really needed. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, it's good you have the mother things though. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. So I wanted to go. I, I didn't want to leave this um uh this multiple wife thing thing alone. I because I, because right. I have people in my circle, unfortunately, that believe that <laughs> it is time for black women to consider uh is it polygamy it's polygamy yeah, right it's polygamy. um it's it's a time for them to consider polygamy because they're looking for the same dude we got a too many side chicks out here so <laughs> these chicks need to need to get in line and just you know salute to the throne of man and just you know uh, 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 formalize their side chick status right. and wives need to accept it side chicks need to accept mm-hmm. it society needs to accept it um and that's the argument like if you go on youtube and you go down the black hole of um of hotepism <laughs> you will find Ooh, these arguments it's a deep hole so but the counter argument i'd say is um like I'm sorry to just say this as bluntly, but there's a lot of broke niggas out there. <laughs> there's a lot of broke niggas. A there lot. Are. Like there, and, and so they're many. like and they're the ones that want these polygamous relationships, but like how are you supporting these bitches? <laughs> <laughs> how, exactly. Exactly. Like how does how does that work? Like if like you're complaining about child support, nigga, for one baby. Like, why am I going to share you with another bitch <laughs> and I still got to pay half the rent? Like, it doesn't make sense. No. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. But you know what does make sense is for women to have, like, a crew of broke niggas <laughs> supporting her because they can pool their resources together <laughs> To pay for her rent, to to take care of the kids. Listen, like if they all fucking her, they don't know whose kids is whose anyway. So so they could all be a collective. And Mm -hmm. that makes just as much sense. That actually makes more sense. Yeah. So ladies, if anybody throws that polygamous bullshit at you, remember what the bomber said. Okay. There are just as many arguments for the exact opposite. And niggas ain't trying to hear that. Which I think is polyandry. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Why are more women doing this? Because they don't know whose baby it is. They can't afford a DNA test. Mm-hmm. Oh, this makes so much sense. Isn't this how it happens like in the animal kingdom? I think, well, it depends on what animal we're talking about. But like, you know, the, 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 chimps the female maybe. will mate with multiple males yeah. and then they'll all take care of her because they don't know mm-hmm. which of their, pro- you know, whose progeny it is. Yeah. I mean, I think most insect species work that way. There's just one queen and a whole bunch of niggas working for her. That's true. I don't know if they fucking her, though. Um. That'd be a hell of a gangbang. <laughs> an ant and bee gangbang. <laughs> Discovery Channel. 
B and K. Sorry, we got off topic. We we good. So all right. So that was your Facebook fuck shit. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our Patreon members. Uh, we have a lot of them. Look, we really appreciate you guys supporting oh, us. So oh my gosh, when we are using these funds for the show, I'm not using them to pay my phone bill. <laughs> no. Um. Uh. So uh, let me just give a shout out to Lena, Desi, Renee, Vision, Rizzy, Jeremy, Mike. Gil, Derek, Texas, Bama, <laughs> Redonia, Clifton, Brown Girl, Silverback, Christy, Mr. B, Nisha, Chadwick, and Ricky. If I forgot any of y'all, let me know. I could always edit this episode. Um, really appreciate you guys. And speaking of uh, Patreon, so, you know, we have a tier where, um, you know, we, uh, you know, we, we, provide membership into our band community and i wanted to start a new segment called the bnk band spotlight because um basically on band you know we have a bunch of people on there we have some patreon members on there and uh they share some really interesting stuff i'm not going to name names but um just some topics come come up one of the topics that came up um because you know i was watching porn one day and jerking off um (laughs) (laughs) and i saw a uh a porn that uh, that like a hundred million different porns that start off with a massage right of course yeah um and the massage ends up um you know It could be either a man or a woman getting the massage, but I happened to watch one where a woman was getting a massage, and you know how this goes. He's touching her, he's feeling her up, and, you know, he starts eating her out. Next thing you know, they fucking... I think that the massage scenes are probably... if I'd love to get a porn star on the show, but I'd argue it's probably their favorite favorite scene to shoot because the massage scene has to start with a buildup like that has to be a buildup and it's all about her Mm -hmm. so she's getting a massage which you can imagine is a really sexy i mean come on every time i give you a massage um almost every time like you you're you're gonna be busting nuts at some point (laughs) yeah um it's foreplay Mm -hmm. um so i think you know there was a couple of massage scenes i saw where i was certain that the female um, porn star had an orgasm mm. in that scene mm-hmm. um, because she didn't care what the camera was doing she would just te- kept te- kept telling the guy yo do not stop keep going she mm. gave him that face i know that look <laughs> i know that fucking look that keep going look i'm almost there um so i posed a question about uh whether or not massages ended this way for women that were getting were getting the massage now i know about happy endings and dudes so i don't want to talk about that (laughs) but for women um do they do they do that so there's somebody in the band chat that said that 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 actually happened um but i think that this is a rare occurrence but my question to you bill was is this something that you'd be into how far would you want it to go like what's your ideal scenario in a position like that Because this is like you're talking about a professional massage. Professional, yeah. This is not yeah. somebody you know. So I would, I don't know that I would want to fuck the guy, but I'd be interested in like a good fingering. Okay. Yeah. So you- I mean, I've had a lot of massages, and I've never professional massages, and I've never had a happy ending. So I'd be, I'd be interested in a little finger play, finger bang. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would have like a more interesting title than happy ending? Like what would a finger bang 
like package look like on the menu of massage packages? Like the tantalizing tendrils package? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm yeah. feeling it. Do you think I would make a good masseuse in one of these places? The bomber's uh... tantalizing tendrils? Is, is that... <laughs> would that? Well, you give good massages, so I, I would think so. Okay. All right. I might quit my job next week. <laughs> Um, no, don't, don't do that. <laughs> honestly, uh, I'd be, yeah, not not now. The country's about to fall apart. We're going into a recession. Right. We need to keep these jobs. Exactly. Um, anybody out there, any women who've uh, experienced this or would like to experience it, I, we'd like to hear from you. Just uh, give us a shout out over email um, or uh, yeah, sh- like, shout us out you, on Twitter. How do you find out about those? See, like, I just, like, do you just ask for it? Like, is there a secret menu? <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't know how to approach that. Yeah. Like for guys, it's already woven into the fabric of massages. Like it has a name. Uh-huh. Uh, so you could literally search it on Google. Oh, okay. um, but for women, I don't know. Like if you search happy ending for women, maybe something will pop up. Eh, something worth trying, I guess. A mm. couple of things uh, we want to go over before we get into the topic today. Um, the swing of things. Oh, God. So we saw that movie. <laughs> um, that was a fucking waste of time. <laughs> I I was doing something interesting. So so let's just, let me just say that the movie was terrible. Don't watch it. Don't bother. Don't, it's not even like, do. oh, you need to just watch this movie no. to see how bad it is. Don't. Don't do that. <laughs> it's not worth it. Because um, it's bad. Like, you know, I said this in our... Um, review yeah i said this in our review because we have our review on patreon we put our reviews on patreon because they're just they're just not content we want to like have on the show um but uh we what i said was it's like reading a really bad article except there's a whole bunch of grammatical errors in it like the paragraphs are all fucked up there's no sentence structure the only thing it has right is the beginning and the end everything in the middle is just jumbled up nonsense yeah. so it will annoy you to watch like it's not like funny like oh this stupid ass isn't making any sense but these are some funny lines it's pretty annoying to watch you're just going to be like what the fuck like the whole time you're watching it you're going to be like yo what is this like there are going to be certain things about the film you don't even know why it's bothering you (laughs) um but it will bother you so don't watch the film it's it's horrible um i'd give it a straight f (laughs) minus it's f (laughs) minus um it's terrible it is terrible though um, so what's interesting is that I, I got bored and I decided to see if any of the actors had tweeted about it, the date it came out, uh, and they're all pretending it never happened. <laughs> that's a good, that, that's a good strategy. Yeah. Um, I, I think it'll fade away. Yeah, it, it will. Cause IMDB is not even bothering much with it and it doesn't even have a Wikipedia page and that's, that's a terrible sign. <laughs> All right. Um, last thing before we get into the topic today is our hit list. Hit list. Hit list. Hit list, bitches. And our hit list is when we talk about celebrities or just people we've seen around that we saw that really had us excited. Yeah. And hot. So in um, better movies to watch news, <laughs> uh, Extraction on... Netflix was really good. And so my hit list person is uh, Chris Hemsworth, who is the lead 
uh, in that movie. Cause he gets really like grungy and sweaty. I think he's shirtless several times. And he has some really good fight scenes mm-hmm. that I enjoyed. Yo, that movie was fire. That movie <laughs> was absolute fire. There was this one long, I'm not spoiling it, but there was this one single take scene um, that was amazing. It was a, it was a long single shot. I feel like it was like 10 minutes, maybe more. And it was jaw dropping. That movie was so good, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're into action, check that movie out. Um, my hit list, uh, the person who's on my hit list is Kiki Lane. Now, you guys might not have heard of Kiki Lane, which is fine. Um, because she hasn't been in that many movies. She's a younger actress. Uh, but she was in a, a great, another great action movie we saw, which is probably more in the comic book realm, uh, called The Old Guard. Um, it stars, uh, Charlize Theron. Am I saying her Charlize, name? Charlize, right? yeah. Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie was absolutely amazing. Check that movie out. I thought it was great. I hope they have 10 sequels. Um, <laughs> but Kiki Lane played one of the, um, one of the, folks in this movie um and she is sexy as fuck like she is a sexy dark skin smooth skin woman she has a nice athletic body and like i don't even know if she was wearing makeup in this film but she was like in all these action scenes she wasn't trying to be pretty but she was still hot i love that shit i mean she was but they 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 did well. I wonder if they like consulted with insecure folks. <laughs> oh, they, and lighting blacks and uh, making yeah, her look good. good she looked yeah. great in every shot. Even the yeah. shots where she was all fucked up. Yeah. Um, like, damn, even with blood stains on your face, you're sexy. Jesus. <laughs> um, interesting fact about her. She's going to be on in the sequel to Coming to America. I bet you guys didn't know that was happening. I knew it was happening. I'm, I'm concerned. But, you know. What what has you concerned about coming to America? Because mm, sequels and this far down the road, it's just, it's concerning. Uh, are they going to have the same uh, same actors in it? Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> this never really works out. Exactly. That's why I said it was concerning. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of one time it worked out where we had a sequel that was long- long awaited and the actors had aged like 20 or 30 years um and i don't like lethal weapon didn't work well there Mm-mm. um i feel like there was another movie i, I might mean be even 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 the last bad boys the last bad boys was good yeah that was good though but martin lawrence is done like his action career <laughs> here <laughs> <laughs> is over it's over no more action movies for you uh- I hope I hope he got paid for that because I'm <laughs> sure he didn't want to do that shit. <laughs> like he was retiring for real. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the the problem with coming to America is I don't know if Eddie Murphy is still funny. Mm. I know, like Arsenio Hall, he tried to come back with his talk show. That yeah, shit that didn't work. Fizzled out. So I don't know. You know, James Earl Jones. I mean, this nigga had a hard time playing Darth Vader in the last, <laughs> you know, Star Wars film. Um, uh, no, no, it was uh. It was uh, The Lion King. The Lion King, You you can hear it in his voice. He's tired. (laughs) Um, And I don't know if McDowell jokes are going to work. Yeah. So they got to update the comedy because even, I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Kiki Lane is going to be looking sexy, um, I'm sure. Like I said, concerned. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Shout out to Coming to America. 
And they damn sure can't do that, like, portraying Africa like it's a utopia thing. Like, fucking elephants just walking through the backyard. <laughs> Some people had a big problem with that shit. Like, that, like people so were woke back I, then. I, no, but, Some people no, were. But listen, I, I ran into a whole Twitter thread about Africans mad about the, like, Wakandaization of Africa. <laughs> and, like african-americans so black americans like perpetuating this wakandaization of africa it's a whole thing they're not happy they're they're not happy because people are are um trying to view africa as this fictional place that um marvel made up yeah but but there is this whole other thing of afrofuturism which is a thing right um so like like um children of virtue and vengeance that yes. kind of has like an Afrofuturism. Tell people what that is, please. So, um, Children of Virtue and Vengeance is the sequel to Children of Blood and Bone, which is a book, a fictional YA book uh, by Tony. YA uh, book? A young adult book mm-hmm. by Tony Adeyemi. And it's set in. Is it, I think it's supposed to kind of be like Nigeria, but yeah, like yeah, the land that is now Nigeria, the land that is now Nigeria, but it's kind of, it's got this Afrofuturistic twist to it. Um, and some science, uh, science fiction stuff. Like African fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing to it. So there, there is, there is this fiction, there is a, a genre, a universe of Africa that people, create that doesn't exist um and so i think some africans um kind of beef with it is that like like how about focusing on what africa really is right now um in actual like real life (laughs) which is it's a a very a lot of places a lot of the countries a lot of the major cities in the countries are very metropolitan um Mm -hmm. and it you know established and all that and it's not one or the other it's not huts and poverty and it's not like all skyscrapers and um you know high-tech stuff like there's all everything in between as well and so i think they want to have have black americans look at you know africa and countries in africa as in a more realistic point of view right like i you know there's there's a lot of talk about people like like going to africa like living there leaving america and i'm like yo some of y'all ain't really ready for that like some Mm -hmm. of y'all are not ready for the rural life i mean there's (laughs) some there's some urban communities but like like inequality is a thing in this country but it's also a thing in a lot of african cultures countries corruption is colorism it's it's there corruption Mm -hmm. it's there police brutality it's there too Mm -hmm. um i mean mean, that's something that we've talked about um and considered and you know (laughs) my mother is like all for it yes we're i'm ready when y'all are ready i'm ready and i'm like are are, are you really ready because um i don't i don't think you're ready for that life (laughs) and and she's like well i want to still you know be where i can live well you know it's like i'm i am here and i'm like oh no yeah no (laughs) because i mean i i think i think it is possible to have a similar lifestyle but the thing is it'll take so much work and networking like here we know who to talk to we know where to go we know how things work we know how institutions work as much as we complain about them at least we know how they all work we know where 
where to go if we want vegan. We know where to go if we want if we want really good food. Like we know all these things. We know who to talk to when we want to like you know get like some bootleg cable or whatever, <laughs> uh, shit like that. Um, in Africa, you just have to have that. You know, you got to have a network before you assume that you can just straight up transport. There we go. Damn the fuck. Um, all right, it's been a long week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so I think. Oh yeah, and I just wanted to because you just went over those books. Those books are awesome. What were the what was the books again? The, it's the Children of Blood and Bone, and the Children of Virtue and Vengeance. Yes, um, I would highly recommend that folks like check out those books. They're amazing. I just finished the second book, and the ending of the second book is so real. Like, just you, you got to get through this series and get to that last line in that book. It's it's amazing. It has an amazing conclusion with some wide implications. It's like the African Game of Thrones, so check it out. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the topic today, and we're going to be talking about um, problematic reasons to oppose ethical non-monogamy. So like I said, opposing ethical non-monogamy is totally fine. You know, not every lifestyle is for everybody. And honestly, there are some areas of ethical non-monogamy that we don't want to touch or play with. (laughs) But there are reasons for that. Um, So what we're going to do today is talk about some of those reasons that are problematic, whether or not you want to engage in ethical monogamy. It has nothing to do with ethical monogamy. It's just if this is your reason... Um, you you may need to like explore that because it's problematic. Now, some of these reasons people accept about themselves and they're just like, yo, this is my personality. I know it's not a good trait, but you know what? That's who I am. And that's just who I've always been. And that's, you know, that's it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's fine. Like if you know that about yourself, that's, that's, that's cool. Um, like me and myself, I know, one thing, one problem I have after being on all these Zoom calls because everybody's working remotely, I can't really pay attention. Um, <laughs> I can't. It's bad, but I know I can. And I don't think there's going to be a way that I can. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's terrible, you know, because there's a lot of shit that happens over Zoom. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm accepting of this flaw of mine. <laughs> all right. So let's uh, start with the first reason. So what is the number one reason why people say ethical monogamy just doesn't work ethical non-monogamy sorry just doesn't work for them i'm too jealous and i hate this like this is like oh it's like nails on a chalkboard to me um so you know they're too jealous um you know to see their partner with somebody else or to share their partner with someone else um, so it's so it's the feeling of resentment, longing aroused or longing aroused by someone else's possessions, quality, pleasure, or luck. So somebody else is feeling good and you resent them for it. Right. That is what jealousy is. Yeah. Is that not like, how is that ever a good thing? It's not. It's terrible. Like, why would you want to be jealous? It just like, because, because it's never... When someone says that I'm too jealous, it's never, not that you should be ashamed of yourself, but it's never said in a like, like, you know, this is not, you know, I'm not proud of it, but you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just too, too jealous. No, they be big about Like I'm, I'm too jealous. <laughs> I'm, I could never, I'm just too jealous. You're too jealous. We got a medal for you. Congratulations. <laughs> right. Congratulations. You're too jealous. Way to go. 
Here's your certificate, your two jealous certificate. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. So I I, I don't think I need to belabor that point too much, but I did want to talk about, like, I I did want to be a devil's advocate a little bit and talk about um, what are some things that might make us jealous, right? Because I think jealousy is something that you shouldn't ignore. You have, when you feel jealous, I think it's important to start asking yourself questions. It's not like, oh, I feel jealous. Let me just let this go. Right. Why? So let me give you an example. If I found, like, I'm trying to think of something that if I found out you did it, um, it would make, like, jealousy would be the first feeling I would get. Mm-hmm. And let me explain. To, let me just say what that what that is. If I found out that you <laughs> made a meal for another man... Mm jealousy would not begin to express <laughs> the level of resentment I'd feel. <laughs> like if out of nowhere, like I came in the kitchen and you were cooking some fucking T-bone steak uh. with some steamed like broccoli. I know your, your meals get a little bit more complicated than that, <laughs> but I, this is, this is what I could, but like some steak would, that would fucking break my heart. You made a whole fucking steak, a T-bone steak, a succulent steak for another nigga. <laughs> what? I would feel jealous. Yeah. I would feel jealous, but I know why I would feel jealous Hmm. because you don't do that. No, that doesn't happen. You make meals for me and you (laughs) in our household every time that would be breaking an unspoken sacred ritual. (laughs) And I would have some questions like, why are you, what is, is this nigga starving? And if he is starving, you're going to make a steak, (laughs) give this nigga a can of tuna or something. Like, why are you making steak? Like, what is that? Because for me, you cooking in this household is like an expression of your love. Yeah, it is. Right? And that's why it would hurt me. Like, if you made a meal for someone else, I would be like, why are they getting this love? Why are Mm -hmm. they getting this time? Why are they getting these resources? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. You don't give that shit up for anybody. Mm -hmm. So that would make me jealous. But I understand why. It would break a norm, and Mm -hmm. I associate that with love. And I would associate it with an intimate kind of love that you only share with me. Now, somebody else would be getting it. So I would have questions mm-hmm. um, and I would ask those questions and we'd have to talk about it. It would be an <laughs> opportunity to communicate. I'll call it that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so do you have something? I didn't ask you just before the show, but I'm just curious. Is there something that that I, and I can imagine what it is, but is there like an example you have? If I did something for someone else, that would be like, what the fuck are you doing that for? Why are you doing that for that bitch? It would probably be like doing something handy, um, like fixing something for somebody else or putting something together or like just. And this would have to be like, not like some like, you know, because we have some mutual female friends who are single um not them like oh i need help with this i'm like oh yeah he bomber can help you with that like not me offering but you just independently mm-hmm. going to some bitch's house and like putting up her tv yeah so so <laughs> so what if so okay so what if i you know we have mutual friends um what if i just left the house one day and changed her oil or some shit like that i would definitely be like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> and 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 why? Why would that be an issue? 
Well, I think it's the same. Uh, I think it's the same thing. Like for me, you know, and you didn't talk about this, but like in terms of love languages, like one of mine, I think is definitely acts of service. And so, you know, those kinds of things. Like I, I get upset when like I try to get in the car and something ain't right. It ain't got no gas or something like, <laughs> you know, the oil need to be the lights coming on um, or something like that. And um, to me, the act of service to me is like you taking care of those kinds of things. And so you doing that for someone else, because the fuck who who else you got to do that for <laughs> you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know maybe my mom but that's it you know um so that would be you know infringing again on those rules um and you know why are you giving that kind of uh service and attention to someone else that's mm-hmm. not a part of our household right so i think so i th- so 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 i i think the lesson here is like it doesn't end with you being too jealous or it doesn't end with me being too jealous. It's literally like, there's this, there's this rule, like they're just these norms that we have, Mm -hmm. right. Where these are the things we do for each other. This is the meaning we associate with those things to do them with someone else is just, it it breaks our rules. And if we do those things, we can have a talk about whether or not we want to break those rules um, or whether we want to be a little bit more, um, you know, open with them. Um, but it's not going to be like, you know, we can't talk about that. Um, because you know, it's just like, I'm just too jealous. Right. It's going to be like, like, nah, like that's like that. I, 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 I attach meaning to that right. action. And I think when people say they're too jealous, I think sometimes this is what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, um, other times it's not, and it kind of bleeds into this next one. And what is that next excuse people use that? That I'm too selfish. And yeah, so the, these two usually go hand in hand. I'm too jealous. I'm too selfish. Um, and so selfish being, you know, if you couldn't share, you don't want to share, mm-hmm. um, whether that's with another person, you know, other partners, um, those kind of things. And this, I feel like it's really childish, (laughs) Um, you know, um, because even though I would feel jealous of you doing like that for someone else, um, I know on certain things, the lifestyle not included like i have to share you like i have to share your time Mm -hmm. um because you have to work (laughs) like you know you have um independent interests that you know aren't my interests and so i have i have to share you um and part of being a mature adult is you know sharing your partner i don't expect to have your attention 24 7 right and yeah, so that's when people say they're too selfish with their partner. Again, like, you know, I'm, I'm in some ways we're being a little bit facetious with these terms because I feel like people are not when they when they say I'm too jealous, I'm too selfish. I don't think they 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 mean it that simply. It's just an easy way to say some of these more complex things. And so I'm too selfish. That's not something to be proud of. If you have kids, that's not something to be proud of. If you, if you guys have other family members, parents, cousins, siblings, that's not something to be proud of. You got a job. You're sharing your time. You're sharing your, you're sharing your presence. You're sharing your love. 
okay? Um, but I think when people say they're too selfish, they're saying that there's a very particular kind of thing that they aren't willing to share. Yeah. Um, they are willing to share this time, but there's, there's, there's special things that, and, and I think for us, right, there are certain things that we would not share with other people, mm -hmm. like having unprotected sex. Like we're right. not going to share our flesh in that way, mm -hmm. but we are not doing that because we want to avoid STIs, right? Yes. <laughs> um, we're not sharing our intimate time because, uh, mm -hmm. or, or our intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to our romantic love, that is something that we want to reserve between the two of us. Mm -hmm. Now we might engage in some physical stuff, yeah. Um, and you know, in the lifestyle, sometimes you do connect with another personality and you do connect, um, um, you might connect on somewhat of an intimate level. Um, but you know, it's really temporary and it doesn't impinge on the rules of our relationship. Right. Um, so I think instead of saying that folks are too selfish, um, you know, I think a better way of saying that is that um is that you you guys have an agreement in your relationship to share your you know physical intimacy with just each other and that's just how you work yeah all right and that is totally okay mm -hmm. but if you're too selfish if that is a personality characteristic that is a problem yeah um and and either you need to be honest with the fact that you have this problem um, or um, or I don't know, talk to somebody, um, <laughs> you know, be honest with the fact that it's your problem and you just that's just your personality and you're fine with that. You know, it's a problem, but don't see that shit as something to be proud of because no. it's not. Um, I'd rather not know about my partner's other affairs. So this is another one. So like, some people what? would rather be lied to. What? 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 Why would you want this? Like, why? Why would you want um, to be in the dark? Well, I mean, I guess ignorance is bliss. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It 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 is. Um, some people would just rather not know. I mean, they might suspect, or they might like, they might have it in their head as a possibility. But knowing about it, it's just emotionally difficult to take. Mm -hmm. um well yeah, that's true mm -hmm. and some people and that's unpleasant mm -hmm. it's an unpleasant thing when you find out your partner's you know it can be unpleasant to find out your partner i think it's unpleasant to find out your partner's been cheating on you because they haven't been able to share with you certain things right. like that's unpleasant um because you have to kind of accept that that it's happened and you have to deal with a lot of anger and you have to like talk it through if you want to work things out. And if you don't want to work things out, that's not any more pleasant than that. Right. Um, so I can get how people don't want to know. I mean, you have to, you have to deal with difficult things in every aspect of your life. And I would argue that, this is one of the key areas of your life. Like you have to know how to um, work through difficult things. And so avoidance is just not an effective method to have a strong um, relationship and one that can last the test of time. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, I think what the problem with this, this point is that it, um, it says that you'd rather not be honest, Mm -hmm. um, in your relationship. And the thing is that these kind, like if you're in the dark about something like this, it can be a ticking time bomb. Like Mm -hmm. it's not something that just disappears. Um, it, you can lose control of it if you and your partner don't come together and talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think like this is one of those times where I feel like people have to put their like adult pants on. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we're still, um, but you know, not to criticize those who don't want to know. I totally understand where this is coming from. And to some degree, I think it's really, um, it's really interesting because as I get older, like, you know, I'm having these, um, grown conversations with, with, um, you know, my, my parents, um, you know, some uncles and aunts I have. And the thing that I'm starting to realize is that infidelity did occur in these relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but as kids and as even young ag- adults, I don't feel like we see them work through that. Even right. couples who've been through it, it's like this, this deep, dark secret that they keep away from their kids. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there are some valuable lessons we, fail to learn there's language that we fail to learn when it comes to talking through this and working through it um and people just don't have the language to deal with it like they're Mm -hmm. like i don't i'm not equipped to deal with this i don't know what what's the first thing i'm supposed to do when i found out my partner's cheated on me um and what's you know as far as i know the relationships end after that right um and i don't want my relationship to end so it's better to just not know Um, so I get where people are coming from, but I feel like it's more so, um, an issue where people just don't have the language. Um, for, you know, in that sense, I, I, I would urge people to go out there and get information about it. Like if you're in a relationship and nobody's been unfaithful, that's, that's great. But if you wouldn't, if you don't know what you would do if you found out, I suggest you find a TED talk. Go on YouTube, read some articles about infidelity and how to deal with that. Like, be ready. Right. You know what I mean? Just be prepared. Because um, issues will happen. Things may come up. Uh, you know, life is unpredictable. Um, and even if your stance is, oh, it would be over. If you if you haven't done any research, still do it. To yeah. see if, the, to, just to see if you that would confirm your stance. Right. And I and I feel like a lot of people who talk this way, or a lot of people just aren't aren't married. And um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I can't remember who told me this a long time ago, but they were like, "Yo, if if in if you if you're thinking about getting married, and the thought of infidelity immediately equals divorce for you, then don't get married. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't do it because it's not for you because." Yeah. Um, there's no set of vows in the world that say, uh, till death do us part or, you know, until you cheat on me, (laughs) this shit is over. Kiss the bride, you know, (laughs) you know, that, that's, that's not how that works. Okay. Um, and then, uh, so that was, uh, so that was the fourth reason, questionable reason. And then the last one was, why don't you No, that was the third. That was the third one? Mm-hmm. Oh, this, yeah, that was the third one. What, what's the fourth one? <laughs> if I wanted to have sex with other people, I wouldn't have gotten married. This is just dumb. <laughs> because, so that it makes the assumption 
um, that you just got married to have sex, which may have been the case a <laughs> hundred years ago or something. Right. Um, but now, if if that's the reason you got married, uh, no. <laughs> like really, when I hear this, because because I think about why I married you. Like I've had sex with a lot of women. Mm-hmm. I would not have married any of them. <laughs> Um, I didn't marry you because your pussy was good, even though you got some good pussy. I'm Thank not going to lie. It's, right. it, it, it's wet. It's succulent. It's very nice. It creams. Anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, that is not why I married you. Um, that's why I kept fucking you, but that's not why I married you. <laughs> um, there are a bunch of other reasons why I was like, I want to spend the rest of my life with this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and if... If the reason why you're marrying your partner is because of sex, like I just, it, it, it's whatever. I mean, if you just, even if you go back to the first question and you talk about like the things that would make us jealous, sex was not on that list and it's never been on that list, nope. but it's, it's those um, supportive factors are the things like I, 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 I may, I got married because I wanted a partner Um I wanted a companion. I wanted someone to do life with. Um, and and so things that were around that were more important to me than um, having someone to have sex with. <laughs> right. You know. Because <laughs> there's 24 hours in a day, nigga. Like right. sex lasts. I mean, even on a really good <laughs> marathon, it's like a three-hour thing. You got like... You know, you figure you take eight hours. Well, I did the math. Um, <laughs> you figure you're you're up for about ten to twelve hours. You got you know, you got a good nine hours of time with this person after you busted all the nuts you need. Like, yeah, that supportive shit. You know, being able to talk to somebody, yeah. that communication, that intimacy. Yeah, like, and the thought that your partner would not want to have sex with, like, they would not desire anybody else? Never? Just you? That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the most valuable and important things in our relationship is that we enjoy each other um, in a multitude of ways. Um, but that, that we enjoy each other and that... Um, we have a good time together Mm -hmm. um whether that's you know with other people having sex or not um and so i think you know when you're thinking about getting married um yes sex is important but it's like it's not high on the list like you gotta really think about you know does this guy know how to you know, manage money. <laughs> like right. you know, if 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 the shit hits the fan, like I'm not thinking about his dick. Like I'm thinking about <laughs> does he know <laughs> you know how to like hustle, like <laughs> you know? Um, and so if that's the reason, you know, if that's your reason, man, you you uh, it's you in trouble. <laughs> right. Yes. Absolutely. So, so yeah, so I'd, I'd urge people to just reevaluate that. Um, again, ethical non-monogamy has really nothing to do with that, but just about like reality. Yeah. Um, so the fifth point here, I think we talked about this before, but you can read this one out. Um, fear that your partner may leave you. 
And so I think, you know, I think um, the first three really so being too jealous or too selfish or not knowing wanting to not know about your partner's other affairs uh, a lot of that is wrapped in insecurity Um, and I think this last one is also you know has some basis in insecurity as well Um, because if you're afraid that your partner may leave you they may leave you even if you are if you're monogamous. <laughs> right. So like exactly. what what is the basis of that fear? There there it, it there may be something else going on um that is, you know, happening in your relationship that could be a catalyst for them leaving you that has nothing to do with who you all are having sex with. Right. I mean, if sex is the catalyst to somebody leaving you, um, they probably would have did that shit anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's really scary to think that way. Um, but I think there are people who are, I think it's real interesting. We haven't said the word insecure yet in this show, but just we, insecure. well, you did say insecure. Yeah. Okay. I'm, maybe I'm whatever. So insecure. <laughs> so yes, it comes back to insecurity again. You know, I'm, I'm, I want to check our privilege a little bit here and say that, um, we're, we're not in a relationship or in a time in our relationship where we are insecure about it. No. There are some people that are constantly insecure about their relationship. It almost defines their relationship mm-hmm. um, where there's this one partner who has the power. Like if they left, they'd be fine. They'd find somebody right away. And, you know, you got this one person who knows that and they are really uncomfortable. Um, they might not be um, they might not be on the same attractive attractiveness level with mm-hmm. their partner. Um, they might not make as much money as their partner needs them to make, you know, and they just feel this insecure, this insecurity in their relationship. And sometimes people just have like mental health issues where they will, they will always feel insecure in their mm-hmm. relationships. And I feel for those people, you know, I pray for those people. Um, um, but you know, this, this is real. Um, and I think that even then it's important to recognize that this, this is an issue. Like it's yeah. not, it's not cool. Um, and, you know, there might not be an answer for them as far as how to fix that problem. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it's a therapy issue. Maybe you need couples counseling or maybe you need to really question whether or not you need to, you, you really should be in this relationship. Um, but I also recognize that there are people in these these relationships that have very um, uh, in unequal power dynamics mm-hmm. um and sometimes it gets really dark some people are in abusive relationships mm-hmm. um and sometimes there's just this power dynamic where like you're just always insecure because you feel like you have no control or no power in this relationship mm-hmm. i feel for those people and i think there are like we can't answer those questions here um but i just wanted to make sure we checked our privilege there because mm-hmm. um the fear that your partner might leave you sometimes that runs a little deeper than, you know, just, oh, my partner might have sex with somebody and then run away. Um, Okay. So those were our five questionable reasons um, to, against uh, non ethical non monogamy. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So there were some, I thought there were some good reasons though. Some people, you know, there's some reasons why, um, 
you know, ENM just isn't the thing for people. And I don't, I don't judge them at all. And I, I think that these reasons are entirely valid. Um, so what's the first one? You may believe it is morally wrong based on religious convictions or just your or moral compass, mm-hmm. which totally fine. Yeah. Um, Totally fine. I think people are free to believe what they believe if, you know, you practice certain... I mean, if you're... That doesn't mean you have a right to judge us. Right. But you're free to believe what you believe. That's right. Um, That's fine. Uh, And I'm not trying to convince those folks that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like half the motherfuckers in the Bible were definitely practicing polygamy. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so... uh, it's something that makes you feel uncomfortable, um, not due to jealousy or selfishness um, or some of these other concerns, but they, they're just they they just don't work for your relationship. So, I think for us, um, uh, polygamy would fall under this category for us. No polyamory. Or, no, wait, polyamory. Yes, you're right. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, polyamory. Yes. Um. It just doesn't fit the rules of our relationship. That's yeah. why. It, it's not about jealousy. It's not about selfishness. Um, it's literally about just the way we love each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that would just wouldn't work for us. Mm-mm. Oh, um, what if we were at a bar and I paid for another woman's drink? Like not for the group. Not for the group. Just for her. No. <laughs> Why are you buying bitches drinks? <laughs> no. Um, I think if you washed a nigga's clothes, like if there was another nigga's underwear in my washing machine. <laughs> well, there was, but it was your cousin. Yeah, th- but... that's, that's different. And I think, I think we had a couple over our house and they might have left some drawers here one time. I think something like that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we cleaned them. Like, whatever. Or you cleaned them. Yeah. <laughs> that was fine. <laughs> Why the fuck you cleaned that nigga's drawers? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like, shit like that would break, like, they, they would be questionable. Like, why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. Um, STDs is another legit concern. Um, totally understandable. Yep. Yeah. Be- We're concerned too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, like what? <laughs> What's it? Risk management. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So there might be a ton of other reasons that we didn't count here, but um I think these were the main ones. Um again, you know, for those of you who are listening to this episode that are not in the lifestyle, not practicing, you know, polyandry or not you know, engaged in ethical non-monogamy at all. Like, we're not judging you either. Like, if it's just not your thing, it's just not your thing. I think what this episode was really about was um, what your reasons are, um, are it's, they're important, not just because it's an opposition to ethical non-monogamy, but because um, it could be because it could say something about your monogamous relationships and the way you relate to others. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, ethical non-monogamy and just thinking about it does give you an opportunity to challenge some of these beliefs about yourself and your relationship. Um, 
that you might have taken for granted or just assumed were fine oh. um, when they they may not be fine. Like they might I mean, be if, ticking I, time bombs. I feel like anytime you have like a visceral reaction to something, that's that's a good opportunity to like check in with yourself. Like, oh, right. like where did that come from? Why why am I so vehemently you know opposed to this? Um, or why do I feel so strongly about this? And that brings us right back to the bitch who wants to get shit on her chest. So <laughs> visceral reaction to it. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I had that reaction. So let's kind of break this down. Okay. I'm not yucking anybody's yum. Actually, I am. I think that's fucking gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do. Um, and, you know, come after me for that. You know, write me on Twitter. Say I'm a fucking big hypocrite because I talk about not judging people and just, shit. Shit, no. I I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm already not into anal play. Like I'm not into anything that has to do with booty holes. Um, There's just it's there's no pleasure there for me. Um, Like I've talked about, and I've talked about this I think before. Like I'm interested in butt plugs for the look of them, but I don't actually want them in my butt. Um, but I think they look very pretty like that. I think they're really sexy and attractive. Um, but I just don't like, can I just like, I don't know, get like a sticker one to stick on my, anyway, the point is, um, yeah, that's just, no, not, not interested in shit at all. Um, (laughs) it's because it's, it, your body doesn't want it anymore. Right. Like, I don't want it. I don't want to smell it. I don't want (laughs) to see it. Like, you know, you know, one of the best things that happened to me this year. What? Our bidet. Oh, my gosh. Like the bidet attachment. Like, listen, listen, y'all listen. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't have a bidet on your toilet, um, you're missing out. Yeah. You're just missing out on like like freshly washed booty hole. (laughs) It's just. A pleasure that everyone should experience. (laughs) (laughs) Like just having your booty hole washed several times a day. Because yes, you should be shitting several times a day. It's just a pleasure that it. you just... I can't... It's a privilege I'm glad that I have. Yes, there is nothing like a bidet. I cannot... Like if you don't have one, the moment you have it and you use it for the first time, you will wonder why you didn't do this before because yeah. it's not that expensive. No. Um, you know, they're like these attachments you can get on your um, on your toilet seat um, and it is incredible. Yes. Um, so yeah, shout out to... I'm not even going to say the name of the product because I'm still <laughs> trying to see if they'll sponsor us. Um <laughs> Because so, I will talk about this. <laughs> I will, yes. I mean, even though I don't want anybody playing in my booty hole, mm-hmm. I still enjoy the experience. Now, speaking of pleasure through booty holes, the thing is, like, I know for sure, because um, I've heard it on a bunch of other podcasts about the prostate orgasm that mm-hmm. men can have. Um, and there are men who like fingers up their booty holes. They like, they, they like getting licked there, and it has nothing to do with their sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. And I... I, I I understand that that's a thing. I'm sure that if I was into it, I would enjoy it. I just, I have an issue with it. And I think, I think it's problematic. I think it is a problem. Mm. Like, I think that I am missing out on this other orgasm. Mm. Um, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's just something I'm willing to die with. Uh-huh. Okay, so... Because I'm not sticking my finger in your booty hole. No, but there... Well, I would not... I don't think that's true. <laughs> Why are you thinking... I don't think that's true. I think that if if you were giving me a blowjob and I said, listen, um, I want you to stick your finger in my booty hole just a little bit, just like the 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 tip, I think you would do it because you tried to do it before and I told you not to. You <laughs> I don't remember about that. that. I, yeah, I definitely forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, I would have asked you, like, how recently have you used the bidet? <laughs> <laughs> If it was a freshly washed booty hole, perhaps. Always. Perhaps. There's some rude motherfuckers that don't let you know. I've had some situations. There. <laughs> That'll be on the next. Uh, <laughs> fuck shit. No. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We really do miss y'all. We miss doing this. Oh I know we, we're on this for like once a month, um, but we really do appreciate the support. Um, please email us at uh, blackandkinkylifestyle at gmail.com. Send us a message on Twitter um, and or Instagram um, uh, um, handle Black and Kinky, um, and please do reach out to us. The messages have been slightly dry. I feel I like know. no, there was a message that I wanted to read that was awesome. Yep, here you go. Okay. Dear Barmer and Belle, 2020 was the year my husband and I decided to delve into the lifestyle. We joined some websites and started chatting with a few folks in February and had our first date in early March. And then Rona hit and cock blocked us. Girl, us too. Uh, <laughs> we were so excited to get into the lifestyle and we're, and we're so disappointed that we had to put that on hold. Despite the disappointment, it did give us a lot of time to listen to podcasts and have some wonderfully sexy discussions on what we anticipated our lifestyle journey would be. Your podcast helped us yeah, to deliver our boundaries in a sharp and clear way. I'm also by above the waist. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, discuss how we wanted to be treated as an interracial couple. Thank you, Belle, for emphasizing not touching the hair and making some plans for the fun experiences we could look forward to. Once things settled and we felt safe around a very small group of people, we finally dove in. July 4th, we had the chance to host our first couple. Thanks to your sound advice, I brought my A-game and it was bomb. I had table lamps strategically, strategically placed for mood lighting. My diffuser had a sexy blend with the rotating colors setting the scene. We set out drinks and water bottles. I had a display ready to go with condoms, lube, and a few toys. And after four hours of play, the couple we were with said that they had never had such a wonderful time. I never would have thought to include any of those things had we not listened to listen to so many of your podcasts. We highly enjoy your stories. Bitch with a bad weave had us in tears. And we appreciate you being so open and honest with your journey. Here's hoping 2020 gets back on track soon so we can continue to play. All right. Um, <clears throat> really appreciate this. When oh, I saw this so message, yeah. it really made my day. It did. It made, it made my day, too. I'm so glad you all had a good time and are making the best out of this fuck shit that is 2020. Because, oh, goodness, it's rough. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. There was a couple of things in this email that just kind of had me um, reminiscing. Um, so the lights, you know, I realized that when it came to us getting ready for... Um, like when we, whenever we got a room, I think decorating it was really exciting for me. That mm. was such a, um, um, 
a um, meditative exercise mm-hmm. for me just concentrating on making the room perfect mm-hmm. and like every time i'm scrolling on instagram i see all of these ads for like lights and like <laughs> all these yeah. different light decorations and like i think it's clearly targeted ads because i've been looking this stuff up <laughs> and i'd be wanting to buy it and i'm just like wait a minute if where i buy it where am i putting it like where is it going <laughs> it's going nowhere yeah um, so I'm glad somebody's having an opportunity to, to decorate things and, and using some of our, um, some of our tips. We actually have a blog post on this. So, um, if you're interested, check out our blog, um, on our website, blackandkeylifestyle.com. Um, bitch with the bad, we've definitely brought some. And we back. have links to stuff in our store. Um, which is also oh, yeah. on our website. So if you're like, what, well, what kind of lights, Bomber? Uh, what kind of lights, Belle? Um, if you go to our Amazon store on our website, you can see links to lights. Uh, are there diffusers up there? I think you need to put some diffusers up there. Diffusers? What? What? What diffusers? What are diffusers? I'm they, sorry. They, they smell good. Smell good machines. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got nigga. those. No, they. <laughs> 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 I had a nigga fire for you. <laughs> yes, I got, I got it. I got it. <laughs> nigga fire. All right, we're gonna have to use that one. Um, um, but yeah, there's there's all kind of great stuff to decorate your room, um, get you set up, and then if you're looking for some sexy outfits, there are stuff for him and her on there. I'm trying to be. Uh, yeah you had a lot opportunity opportunity you know whatever i don't know equal opportunity yeah equal opportunity there you go (laughs) so you can find all that stuff and uh, pineapple anything pineapple related um i like to put that stuff up there too yeah you yeah you had a lot of good ideas a lot of those ideas are bells i don't i don't shop for a shit like that (laughs) you know the the outfits especially there are a lot of sexy outfits on there um (laughs) that y'all should definitely check out um all right well anyway that is our show this month um i hope you all enjoyed your fourth of july uh labor day will be coming up maybe rona will be a different thing but maybe not fucking election is coming up that's this is gonna be a shit show um so we hope everybody's doing okay out there. Please keep in touch with us. Um, for those of you who are interested in joining a more getaways uh, membership page and connecting with other couples of color, um, check her out to moregetaways.com. Uh, you can sign up for their membership. Use offer code black and kinky to get a discount. Um, and I think that is all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Black and kinky, black and kinky, black and kinky lifestyle.